Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur Daf Yud will begin on Daf Tet Amud Bet at the bottom Mishnah. No, second to bottom Mishnah. And Ben Bamag Dalal Bamag Tana. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who'd like to sponsor it, please call me at seven one eight two one three thirty six eighty one. Says the Mishnah. And Ben Bamag Dalal Bamag Tana. Ela Pesachim. The only difference is a korban is a korban pesach. There's, a bama is a mizbeach that's done outside the Beit Hamikdash. Now, when a bama, kitana means uh, is someone who makes his own bama. Okay. Now, nowadays, no one's allowed to make his own korban, but there was a time when people were allowed to to make their own mizbeach. Uh, if so, there's something called a public one, and a private one. There's no difference between the public and private one, Ela Korban Pesachim. The uh, Korban Pesach could be done only on a public one, not a private one. Okay? Other Korban could be born on a private one. Zakal is the rule. Anything that's a promise, if you promised you, you owe yourself a Korban, or you promised that you owe this animal the Korban, you could do that on a Bama. Anything that's not like that. So you have a korban tamid or a korban musaf, you can never bring that on a bama ever. Okay? Why is that? has to be done in either, those korbanot have to be done either in the Mishkan or in the Bet Uh Private korbanot, now there's korban Pesach, which is really a, a, a obligation, but it's an obligation on every person, that could be brought on a bama gedolah, not a bama gedolah. Okay, says the Gemara Pesachim v'Tulo. The only difference is Pesach, right? Ema ke'em Pesachim. It has to be something like Pesachim. Okay. Yes, correct. Says says Rashi Pesachim v'Tulo. V'haktani sefer kol she'enu nadiv v'nadiv enu kareb b'mama kitana. Here it sounds like Rashi says that the Quran Tamid and Musaf can be born of Mamagidullah. Because it, anything because it sounds like anything that's not an idea of an idea can be on a small one, so it sounds like it could, could be on a big one. Because a, a, a Quran of Tamid is something that's not an idea of an idea. Okay. So in other words, basically, a Pesach, the reason why a Pesach could be done, and a Korban Tamid could be done also, not like I was saying before, but a Korban Tamid could be done, is because Korban Tamid is, has a set time. It's a public, pro- we, we have to bring it, it's, it's a Chova, we must bring it, but it has a set time. As opposed to par helam davar shel kohen gadol. Let's say we mentioned before that when the when the Jews make a mistake, uh, if, the, if it was if it was in, in halacha, if it was initiated by the kohen gadol, he has to bring a par helam davar. Those types of korbanot don't have a set time. They can never be brought on bamot at all. Those are excluded. Pesach. What? Bamot means. Bamot is the ones that are not in the Beth Magdash. 
Okay, but more, but more, there's two types of ones: gadol and katan. One the public, one the private. On those type of, uh, on the private ones, you can only do nadiv and nadiv. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the public ones, you can do pesach and tamid and musaf, but not these um, korbanot that come without a specific time that happen because of something. So, for example, if we made a mistake in. Uh, either Kohen makes a mistake or the king makes a mistake or the Kaisal makes a mistake there's certain Kormot that have to be brought those don't have a set time they can't be brought ever on a Bama okay so my Mani who's the author of Mishnah Rabbi Shimon he's a tiny writer Rabbi Shimon says even on a Tzibur they only do Pesachim and Chovot that have times they can't be brought on any type of Bama at all like I just said so that means the author of our mission is going to be Rabbi Shimon. Okay. New Mishnah. And Ben Shiloh the Yushalayim. El Shabbi Shiloh, Ochlim Kotsim Kalim, Umaser Sheni Bechol Haroe. Ubi Yushalayim, the three Menachoma. Okay. So now, there's two types of Beth Mikdashes, as it were. One is the Mishkan, which is made by Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Jews had it in the desert. They also had it in a place called Shiloh for over 300 years. That's where they would put the Mishkan, okay? And then there's a Bet Mikdash, which of course we know where it is, and that part was part of Shevet Yehuda. Now, Bet Mikdash was a permanent structure. Mishkan, was, it was te- technically collapsible. They did it in the desert, they didn't do it in Shiloh, they left it in Shiloh for the most part. Now, there is no difference in Halakha between Shiloh and Yerushalayim, except for the following. In Shiloh, when you have a Korban that is able to be edible by a Yisrael, not a Kohen, we call that Kodashim Kalim, light, light holy, holy korbanot. Now, the light ones can be eaten by Yisrael in Yerushalayim. Now, that's true if you're talking about the Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. But when you're talking about Shiloh, it's not, it doesn't go by the town of Shiloh like it does in Yerushalayim. Eating it is dependent on if you're in visibility of the Mishkan. So, in Yerushalayim, you don't have to be visible to Mishkan. You could even, as long as you, you, you don't have to be visible, as long as you're in Yerushalayim, in the, in the city walls, you can eat the Korban. But in Shiloh, you have to be visible. Okay? But in both places, they have to be eaten with inside the curtains, which means, Kodashim, if you're uh, both in Shiloh and Yushalayim, Koshe Kodashim, which is the holy part that the Kohen eats, that has to be in, in the Bet Mikdash, either within the curtains of the Mishkan or within the walls of the Bet Mikdash. Okay? Now, Kedushat Shiloh, Yesha Hatir. The Kedushah of Shiloh, there is a Hatir Ekud, which means that once, once they destroyed the Mishkan, you were allowed to put up a Bama. Okay, you were never allowed to put up a Bama, Bama once there's a Mishkan. Okay? So when Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Torah, right, they were allowed to have Bamot. Once they built the Mishkan, I th- I'm assuming, once they built the Mishkan, you weren't allowed to put up a Bama anymore. Be a private thing. Now you have to only go to the Bet Mikdash. Okay? Once the, the Mishkan in Shiloh was destroyed, during that time, you, afterwards, Yesh Heter, there's a Heter to put up a Bama. In the Bet Mikdash and Achrayim So once they built the Bet Mikdash, you weren't allowed to put a Bama anymore after after the Bet Mikdash. That's why we don't build one now. Correct. Okay. Because Yerushalayim and Achrayim. Okay, beautiful. Amar Bitzchak. Shamati, I heard you. We be Bet Chonyo. Bezman Azeh. 
Ritzach says, I heard that in a place called Bet Chonyo, you're allowed to bring a korban nowadays. Bet Chonyo was a place in Alexandria, Egypt, where they made a similar type of like a Bet HaMikdash. And he brought sacrifices. So Ritzach's claiming you're allowed to bring it down. Even nowadays, it sounds like against the Mishnah. After the second Beit Hamikdash, um, no, um, was it during? Maybe during the second Beit Hamikdash. During the second Beit Hamikdash, it says in the Mara, "Kasaval Beit Chonyo la Beit Avodah Zarahi." Do you mean to say the Beit Chonyo is not Avodah Zarah? The Kasaval Kushal Shnak Kushal Ashetav Vol Kushal Yitvo. It sounds also like. It's against the Mishnah because our Mishnah was saying that the Kedushah of Yushalayim is forever. And therefore, since the holiness is always on Yushalayim, therefore, you're never allowed to have one outside the Beit HaMikdash. Here it sounds like you're allowed to have one after. The Pasuk says the reason why When, you, when you're allowed to have a Bama, because you didn't get yet to the Minucha and the Nahala. Minucha is Shiloh, Nahala is Yushalayim. I'm sorry, so during, it seems like during the time of the, when Moshe... Hold on a second. When Moshe... I think when the, when the Lobatama and Nahala indicates that when you got to Shiloh and that you put the Mishkan in a permanent place, then you can't have the Bama. Beforehand, you were allowed to have a Bama. And after Shiloh, like we said, you're allowed to have a Bama. Okay? Now, so Minucha, the Pasuk says, when you didn't get to the resting place, that's referring to Shiloh, because when you get to Shiloh, you can't have it. Nachala is Yushalayim, and therefore, Makish Nachala, the Minucha, we can connect to. Ma Minucha Yeshla Echereater, Af Nachala Yeshla Echereater. So this rabbi said that just like after Shiloh, you're allowed to do it, so too after Yushalayim, you're allowed to do it, and therefore, you're allowed to have a Bama after Yushalayim is destroyed, according to this opinion, against our Mishnah. Okay? So they went, Amalolo, they told him, Amata? They asked Rabbi Yitzhak, did you say this? Amalolo, no, I didn't say it. Amarava Halim, Amrav, Gimra, Lemuneh. Rabbi says, no, he did say it, and I heard it from him. Maita, Amarkahadah, so why did he back off? Because the question of Amari, the motive of Amari, because Amari asked the question. The Mishnah is against him. Also, we learned it says the one thing at Yushalayim they became so it never became allowed again. That's a nahala. So you see, that's never allowed. Okay, so Rabbi Yitzchak backed off of what he said that it was allowed. Tanaihi says the Gemara. We have a machloket tanaim. The tanaim because we learned. Amar Yitzchak. Shemati kishu boni behechal. I heard that when they were building the hechal, osim kalim lehechal kalim laazara. They made curtains for the hechal and curtains for the for the azara, part of the Beit Hamikdash. But in the hechal they built the wall on the outside. in the azara they built on the inside. I heard that you could offer a korban even without a Beit Hamikdash, and and you could eat even though there's no walls. Meaning, if you bring a korban nowadays on a public bama, the kohanim could eat 
the korban on Harabait, even though there's no Beit Hamikdash around with a wall around, you can eat it there anyway. And you can eat Kodshim Kalim and Masashini in Yerushalayim, even without a wall at Yerushalayim. Because the Kedusha that they put in Yerushalayim is still there. It's forever. According to this rabbi, the Kedusha is there forever. That's the Eliezer. Okay? Now, it sounds like the Kedusha is not forever, because if the Kedusha is still in Yerushalayim, then you're not allowed to eat. You can't make a Bama. Right? I'm sorry. Machlok Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Lezer, who says that they made the curtains, sounds like you need curtains in order to eat. And Rebbe Yeshua specifically said that you're allowed to do it even nowadays. So the rabbi who says you need curtains, he sounds like the walls around the Meit make, makes the holiness. And that's why you need the curtains. And Rebbe Yeshua sounds like even nowadays when there's no walls you can do it, sounds like you don't need the, you don't need the walls in order to put the Kedusha. So it says the Gemara, Maybe they both hold that it's forever. And each one is learning what they understood from the Pasuk. If you want to say, what do you need the curtains for? If it's not to make, bring the Kiddushah. We're just telling you curtains for tzniyut. We're not telling you that the curtains are necessary. And therefore, therefore, who told you that Rebbe Lezer argues with Yeshua? Maybe they both agree that the Kedushah that was there then is there forever, and you're never allowed to bring a Bama. You don't have a proof. We were trying, again, we were trying to bring a proof over here that, that the statement that Rebbe had said, that nowadays you're allowed to go to Betchonio, is really not so bad. Really, there's a machloket tanaim, and he's just going like, the Tana who goes like him. Which, now, we brought, a tana, we brought a Tana, Rabbi Yeshua, who said that you could do it now. And we wanted to claim that Rabbi Lezer said you can't do it now. So we thought that in this one, Rabbi Lezer was against Rabbi Yeshua. Now we're saying not necessarily, Rabbi Lezer doesn't have to be against Rabbi Yeshua. Okay? He could agree that it's allowed now, just he's saying you need curtains for, for privacy. In the in, in the in the Beit Hamikdash. Now, even so, we already see that it was a machlokatanim anyway, because we see from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah has an opinion that says that you can't bring a Bama nowadays, and this one saying you can't. So it's definitely machlokatanim. So Gemara is going to say it anyway. Coming up, says Gemara. Ela ki haytana. It's like the following tanim. The tanim you learned in the Brayta. Our Mishnah will be. See, lama manu chachamim etelu. Why did the rabbis mention? Why did this Mishnah mention a whole bunch of cities? Right. Because when they came back to Yerushalayim, after the second Beit HaMikdash, the Jews were in Bavel for a long time, 70 years, and they came back. When they came back, they found these walled cities, and they, they made them holy. But the Kedushah of the other walled cities went away when the Jews got kicked out. So they're, they're telling you now that the Kiddushah that was put by Yeshua Benum when the Jews first came in, he made holy all the cities. When the Jews got exiled, the cities became unholy. When Ezra came back for the second Metamikdash, he re-holified some of the cities. 
And that's why we listed these cities, because we're telling you the ones that got reholified. But the other ones are not considered walled cities anymore. For the law, for whatever, there's a whole bunch of laws of walled cities. These are not called walled cities. Alma, we see, you see that Rishmael holds that the Kedusha that came from Yeshua Benun doesn't last forever. For who has the contradiction, is it only those cities? That says there was Moshe already has sixty cities. They were all big, strong cities. So there's a lot of walled cities. Because <coughs> when they came back, they found them and they holified them. They holified them. Hashta, I'm turn the page. Amru I thought you don't have to holify them. They're already holy. Rather, it means that they found them and they counted them, but they were already holy. Any city that you know had a wall in time of Benun has all the, all the rules are relevant for it. According to this opinion, the first holiness is there forever. So there's a machloket, whether the original holiness of Yeshua was there forever. If so, they don't have to come back and re-holify them. They just have to come back and count them. But according to the rabbi who says the Kedusha was not forever, then only the ones that came back and holified became, got the laws of, of walled cities. We have a, a question of Yishmael against Yishmael. Because one quoted him as saying it goes away. And the second writer says that it doesn't go away. It's two Tanaim quoting Yishmael bin Rossi. So we don't know which one he said. One rabbi remembered him saying that the shot goes away. And the other rabbi remembers him saying that the shot did not go away. Okay. The second answer. One is Rebelezer of Yossi, not Rebelezer. Why? The Tanya, Rebelezer of Yossi, man, Asher Lochama, Avishin Lachshav, Vayalo Kodemachem. According to this, it doesn't have to have a Choma now, even if it had one originally, it's good. So therefore, we can say that's Rebelezer of Yossi. Now, the Gemara is going to switch and, and start talking about the Megillah. So anyway, we're ending off over here. And of the sukkah, Rizik backed off his thing, and he doesn't allow. He doesn't allow build, using a palma nowadays. But now we're going to switch to start explaining the, the megillah. Okay, says the gemara as follows: It was in the days of Hashvirosh. Amar Ablevi ve'itim Rabbi Yochanan. Devaz de Mesodim this is a, a tradition from the Nacheh Ketzeglah. If see Vayihi, it's always a Lashon of pain. So Vayihi Me'achashrosh, something bad is happening to the Jews. For example, Vayihi Me'achashrosh, Vahavaman, we had Haman there, that's a bad thing. Vayihi okay. Me'achashrosh, Shofetim, it says it was in the days of the judges, Hayara'av, that's what, right away it says that there was a hunger. You see, Vayihi is always a bad thing. Okay. It was when there was a lot of men on the on the on the earth. This is in Sefer Bereshit, right? The people started being wicked. That's another bad thing. 
says when the people left the east, they tried, tried to build a tower to fight against Hashem. Every time you see all the Vayihis are all followed by bad stuff. Vayihi says it was in days of the four kings who fought against the five kings, right? There's a war. See, another bad thing. It was when Yeshua was in Yeshua. It says, An angel came to fight with him. So you see another bad thing that happened. Hashem was with Yeshua. It says that the Jews broke the rules. Because over there, the Jews weren't supposed to take anything from the, from the spoils of Yeshua. And one Jew took. So that's a bad thing. It says, It says that there was one man from the time there was a guy called um, the husband of Chana, right? Right? So it says, Vayhi, there was a man. What was, right? what was bad about that Vayhi? It says, Chana didn't have any kids. So you see something bad came right afterwards. It says, Vayhi, it says it was when Shmuel got old. When Shmuel got old, it says that his kids went off. His kids went off the way. So you see, that's another bad thing that happened after Vahi. Vahi David says David was successful in everything that he did. What was bad? Vahi Shaul David. Shaul started being jealous of David right after he was right. Vahi So it was when King when David sat in his house. It says. He says he sat in his house and he wanted to build the Beth Mikdash. And Hashem told him, No, you're not building the Beth Mikdash. Shalom is going to build the Beth Mikdash. So you see, all the Vahis are always followed by bad news. Okay? Says, oh, yeah. It says it was on the eighth day that of the of the Chanukat Mizbeach when they brought the the bet when they start the bet mikdash on the eighth day, Vitania it says Vayhi over there. Vitania we learned the brayta. Oto yom haytasim chalaf neklas pruvu. It was the happiest day in front of Hashem. Kiyom shavuv b'shemayim It's like the day that Hashem created the world. So you see that Vayhi is a good day. Why are you saying every Vayhi is bad? This one's good. What? Yeah, it's a good one. I said no. How do you know? Ktiv hatam Vayhi boker Vayer Vayboker yom echad. That's the, that, the, that shows you that the, that the two are connected. That's also a bad thing, because we know that David and Avihu, the two sons of Aharon, died on the eighth day. So that's also a bad thing. Yes, it was a happy day, but they both died. But I'll show you another one. It says, It was in the 480th year when the Jews left Mitzrayim, and they built the Beit Hamikdash. It was when Yaakov saw Rachel that he ha- that he wanted to marry her. Right, that's another good vayi. It was even was morning. It was first day. That's a good thing. Hashem created the world. The second day. There's a lot of days. Amar Rashi, call vayi ikahachi veikahachi. If you just had the word vayi, it could go both ways. Vayhi bimeh and elashon sar. Depends what you do. If you just do vayhi, it could go either way. If you see, if you see vayhi bimeh, it's always bad. Now, in the original list of things, some of the things that were bad were vayhi, and some were vayhi bimeh. 
But now we're telling you, yes, we shouldn't have quoted all those, because those are all, not all proofs. The real thing is, Vahibi Meh is bad, and Vahibi is not necessarily either way. Okay? Says the Gemara, Amar Abin Levi. Davazem Mesorot, Biyadenu Biyadenu. This thing we have in Mesorot from our from our fathers, Amots veAmatia Achima. Ayu, that these two fellows, Amot and Amatia, were brothers. Now, Amot is Yeshaya the Navi's father. Amatia was one of the kings. So we're coming to tell you now that Yeshaya is the nephew. Of Amatia. Okay, it's just once we told you that Vayihiz Abed, and that was from a tradition of Rabbi Levi, we're telling you another statement not related, but it's also from the same rabbi. So says the Gemara, My Kamashim, what are you coming to teach me? Kihad Amr Bishuba Barachman, Amr Biochanan. Call Kalat Shehit Nuab Bet Chamia, any Kala who's modest in her father in law's house, Zochev Yotzimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
so there's only 20 amot. And if you're in, if there's 10 amot on this side alone, and 10 amot on that side alone, and the whole thing is only 20, that means that one's not taking up space. You got it? Since that the wings of the Kiruvim were ten amot. Right? Where's the Aron? It must be it was a miracle. Okay. When he would talk about Megillat State, he would start with this Pasuk. He would say, Pasuk says, I will get up against Babel. I'm going to knock off all the grandchildren and relatives of Babel. Shem zeachtav. That means I'm going to get rid of the script of Babel. No one's going to use their script anymore. Hashem is going to tell us how he's going to pay back the Babylonians what they're destroying the Beit Hamikdash. Number one, I'm going to get rid of their script. Sheer their relatives zelashon get rid of the language. Nin their children zemalchut get rid of the kingdom. Neched, the grandchildren do Vashti, get rid of Vashti. Okay, so Hashem was, was promising the Pasuk that we're going to get rid of Babylonians who destroyed the Beth Mikdash. Now, get rid of what, what do you get rid of? Shem, there's four things Shem, She'er, Nin, and Neched. Shem is the script, She'er is the, the language, no one's going to use the Babylonian language anymore. The kingdom. And finally, there are little people with Vashti, because Vashti was Persian, and she ended up, she was originally Babylonian, and then when she married Ahasuerus, Ahasuerus killed her. So therefore, that was the destruction of complete Babel, who destroyed the Babylonians. The Persians didn't destroy the Babylonians. The Babylonians did. The only one left in the, in the rulership was Vashti, and then she got killed, like we know. Okay. So that's whenever he'd start the Megillah, he would lead into it by pointing this pasuk, which, which mentions Vashti. When he would talk about the Megillah, he would start his class with a different pasuk. Okay, from this pasuk, it would say, "Instead of the thorn, we'll get a cypress tree, right? Instead of the nettle, which used to be like thorns that get, catch you, you'll get a hadas. Instead of the thorns, means instead of haman." Who, became, who thought he was an idol, right? All the, all the thorns and all the people who praise themselves, we'll get a, we'll get a cypress tree. What, what's instead of Haman? He was the, the top of all the, of, of all the spices. Take Bissamim Rosh, you see that in, in the spices, Mordechai is like a spice. Because it translated Mordechai. And Tachat Safan, instead of the nettle, which is a type of thorns, Tachat Vashti Rasha, instead of Vashti, who was a wicked lady, Bat Minosh Nuchanetzah, she was the granddaughter of Nuchanetzah, was Rasha, Shesarafta Refidat Bet Hashem, who burnt Hashem's house, Tichtiv Refidatoz Ahav, Yale Hadas, we're going to have a Hadas come out. What's the Hadas that's coming instead of Vashti? Zuester. We call her Hadassah. So the Hadas coming up is referring to Esther, and the Mordechi, the Bissamim, is referring to Mordechai. Okay? And Hashem will be a name. For a sign forever. The Purim will be always here forever. Okay? Says the Gemara. 
when he would start touching Megillah, he would always start with this Pasuk. What was that? Pasuk says, Just like Hashem is happy about you to do good to you, so too Hashem will be happy as He does bad to you. Is Hashem happy when the Rishayim do bad? But the Pasuk says, when they go in front of the army, they say, Why do they say, They take out the word Kitov when they go out to battle because they, they know Hashem is not happy when they kill the Shaim. Meaning he does it, but it doesn't mean he loves doing it. That's what it sounds like over here. Anyway, you're right, I hear what you're saying. It says that when the Jews were waiting at the Yamsuf, the Egyptians were chasing them, but they couldn't get close to each other the whole night. Some, some say that this means the Egyptians couldn't get close to the Jews. Another shot is, when it says they didn't come close to each other, it's not referring to the Egyptians. It's referring to the angels. Because the angels coming close means they want to say Shira to Hashem together. And it says, that When the angels want to say Shira, Hashem said, My, The things I created are drowning, and you want to say Shira? So you see that Hashem is not, hang, not happy when Rishayim die. So why, why are we saying that Hashem is going to be happy when he hurts you? Hashem is not happy, but he makes others happy. means Hashem is not happy himself, but he lets others be happy. Okay, we're going to stop here. Amen.